Hey, thanks for picking me up. Um, my butt hurts. Uh, I've just been driving like for for about an hour and, and a half back from the airport. I yeah, yeah, trying to be trying to be a good guy, you know. Like picked up uh, with a gal from uh, from um, the airport last night. Drove her home, and we uh, we had a nice night together. And then a little bit of a morning, but I had to go do a thing. She had to go do a thing, and then today she came back in the afternoon, and I drove her to LAX again. So I've I've been to. Actually, I've been to LAX three times now. It is Tuesday. I came home on Sunday, uh, drove back from LAX there, then uh, to and from yesterday, then to and from today. Um, so holy shit, that's a uh, like all together. That's that's roughly three thousand seven hundred miles. I think, just off the top of my head, I'm not that good at math. But it was one of those. I I caught one of those perfect storms today, where uh, evidently uh, everyone in Los Angeles said, you know what. Today's today's a day for the highways. Let's get out there. Uh, so I I hit all the traffic, but oh god, it was good. Just just getting out of my out of my car was like oh this is this is awesome. Just to stand and stretch. Us tall guys, man, you know things just things just tend to tend to cramp up, tend to clench when you have those long uh, drives. And I also had a exercise class this morning that uh, that uh, as they say kicked the shit out of me. Um, Hey oh, I'm married now, guys. Uh, it's uh, just a just a terrible, crushing wait. It doesn't it doesn't feel good. No, it's it's great. I'm I'm psyched. the The wedding uh, went off without a hitch, uh, mostly because we didn't involve the church at all. No, that's not just it. It was um, you know, we we made it how we wanted to make it. We we did uh, the courtroom. Uh, Judge Jerry presiding. Uh, my wife made him wear his robe. I don't know if he wanted to or not. He was like, usually people don't want me to. And she's like, yeah, you're going to wear it. So uh, then we did that. And then um, I had a little rehearsal dinner after the fact that night. And then uh, like went to we did this the next day, went to somewhere else for the celebration. And it was it was it was just great. Uh, everything across the board was was awesome. It was one of those things I could not wait to uh, get it over with. Uh, and now I, and then I, well, I basically flew we we went to the Willamette Valley for a couple of days, and then I flew to Cleveland from there because uh, that's where you go after you get married. Just FYI, ask LeBron. I uh, was there for like you know three days doing shows, and then flew home. And I got home and I saw one of the one of the discarded invitations we had. We you know you ordered too much. We had just in a like laying in a, a side of our office, and I got sad. I was like, "Wow, it's over. It's all over. Shit." But. Yeah. So anyway, that that's my update. Um, uh, thanks for picking me up. Let's hear the first call. Hey, Ding Donger. My name is Karis, and I have a quick question for you. My son is five years old, and he has a summer birthday, um, and he is in kindergarten now, and he's the youngest boy, the youngest in class, and he's a boy. Um, and so right now I'm trying to think about um, what it would mean if maybe we have him repeat kindergarten or pull him down to pre-K, and we don't have kids. Um, and I'm not sure when your birthday is, but I was kind of wondering what your thoughts are, because when I was growing up, skipping a grade was like the thing, and now it seems like there's a lot of holding kids back, especially boys, so that they're not 
small and they have social, social skills with girls and just a bunch of things. So, um, I don't know, academically more suited to be leaders. Uh, there's so much research back and forth, and I was just kind of wondering what your personal experience was as a boy growing up. Um, and now I feel like I'm rambling, so I'm going to wrap it up. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, thanks, uh, Karis. Thanks for um, calling in. Uh, interesting conundrum. Um, I, I wish I had any sort of expertise on this, but I can just go by experience. I do remember when I was in grade school, and especially junior high or middle school, it, it was it was a bit of a stigma to get held back because typically it was because of uh, you weren't doing great in your grades or uh, whatever. It's just that thing. I, I remember having the thought of, if I have to do this year over and then all my friends pass me by. I'm going to be really sad. I, I was never in, in danger of that, but I knew people that were. Uh, but, you know, I feel like you're talking kindergarten. So I, I don't see a problem if you really feel like holding him back. It, it doesn't. I think the, 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 the thing is, you're not sure which way you feel. Um, but I, I think uh, maybe, you know, not necessarily ask your son, hey, what do you want to do kind of thing? Because <laughs> he'll probably just say, I want to stay in the grade I'm in and uh, or whatever. But I, on the one hand, would the kid even – now, this is going to sound crazy, but maybe you just hold him back and you're like, you're in super kindergarten. Is that a thing? It, is it obvious I don't have any kids? Um, no, don't do that. Uh, but I, I think if you're going to hold him back, then now is probably the time. If you know, it's it's, it. I think it's a lot. Just you know, talking out my butt here. I think uh, it's a, it's a lot less. Obviously, there's no real stigma. Um, kids that age don't you know. I, I don't think have that much of a um, uh, an awareness of that sort of thing of what kind of what grades are. You know, at least in kindergarten because he's, he's very young. Um, but. Yeah, gosh, I wish I, I wish I had more expertise. I wish, you know, honestly, I wish like my my mother were here or my dad, you know, because they they worked in education all their lives to be like, oh well, here's what I would look for or blah blah blah. But um, geez, I think the 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 thing I think either what whatever your decision is, I don't think you should feel bad about it, even if you leave him in. Honestly, protecting him from uh, you know social stigma or worrying about how he'll do with girls or or, or whatever or you know like I, I don't think that's uh, something you need to concern yourself with because the difference of a year is is not that massive any point of your life um, five is not that different from six you know I think until you get into actual uh, puberty times when you're talking 11, 12, 13, those ages can be very different. I think, I think 13 can be very different than 14, obviously. Uh, and you know, uh, 17 can be very different from 18 kind of thing. Uh, but wh- where you're at right now, mm, they're, they're kind of all the same unless he's maybe very small. And in that case, you know, I don't even think that's too, too big of a deal. Uh, I, in any case though, I wouldn't beat up on yourself either way. I know that's, it's kind of a cop out, but, uh, that's my opinion. But um, thanks for calling in. Um, it's funny, a uh, bit of a, uh, a heavy thing, but I, I found out today a friend of mine's uh, dad ha- has been murdered. And uh, from what I understand, I, I st- I'm still finding out all the information. And this is not a guy I'm incredibly close with, but he was he was a, a member, you know, is a member of the old uh, Chicago crew, but a couple years after my my, my <laughs> graduating class, so to speak, when we all left. But um, 
And uh, from what I understand, I think it, uh, it was a road rage incident, something of that, uh, uh, you know, type. But um, I, I just wrote him an email today and I just said, my God, I, I what, what a terrible thing. If you need anything, let me know. You know, I, I didn't know exactly what to put. And he said, he wrote me back and he said, he's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's really tough uh, right now, but it's emails like this that keep me going. Thank you very much. And, and he said, on another note, he, and he made a point to, to, to congratulate me about getting married. And he said, and I don't know how you guys are feeling about kids, but I, you know, I can't recommend it enough. I have a, a five month old and though he drives me nuts with all the crying, I, I can't imagine my life without him. And it, it was one of those things I had, I knew he was married and I, I, but it's like, I was so out of touch with his life. I didn't know he had a kid. Um, so it's, you know, that just, you know, makes me, makes me kind of just not to snowball the one thing into the other, but you know, it's, it's, it's nice to, it's nice to see that he has like such a, uh, uh, an amazing thing going on in his life in this, in during this horrific time. Um, and yeah, you know, the, the gal and I, it's funny, we're talking about, you know, possibly having a kid and, but it's, it's this thing of, you know, I'm reminded of, uh, the Dimitri, was it Dimitri Martin or was it, um, uh, it was Arj Barker. I think it was Arj Barker had a bit. It was just like not understanding why, why, what's the point of having kids <laughs> where he basically was just like, now that I have my life exactly the way I want it, let me bring a tiny, tiny stranger in to fuck everything up. And that was like, you know, I'm, I'm butchering the joke, but that you get the gist. But I think that's kind of where my wife is right now, where she's kind of just like, I really want one, but oh, Jesus, I've been working hard for 10 years to get where I'm at now. You know, but uh, I, I think if you're doing what you love, no matter what, there's, there's, there's never some ideal magical time to have a kid. Not that we're going to uh, go for it anytime soon. I mean, hell, we just got married. Get off my back, mom, mom. Um, but it is, it is funny. Anytime now that I mention possibly having a kid, my mom's eyes just light up. Like she doesn't even know. She doesn't even realize she's doing it. But it's just that thing of like, oh, and I'm just like, Gee, you know what? You fucked up just having one kid. And then I just then I take my tall boy beer and I slam it on the ground and I'm just like I'll be in the garage. Did I mention I moved back in with my mom? No, um, but uh, one thing at a time, one thing at a time. But uh, yeah, on that on that note, let's take the next call. <laughs> hey, Ding Donger, it's Taylor over here in Cleveland. I got a question for you about an old bit you did. So you remember our dear friend Eggly Bagel Face? I was thinking about him recently reading uh, the 2017 top baby names, and I was wondering if you have thought of or have followed up on whether your bit has affected the number of birthing babies being named Eggly Bagel Face. Thank you. Hey, Taylor. Uh, thanks for calling in, man. Uh, I was just in, as I mentioned before, I was just in Cleveland, uh, which is, uh, I'm, I'm Really, one of my favorite towns to play. Uh, really, I love the Midwest, and it's one of those, one of those towns that's kind of thrived upon not not necessarily kind of being a, a destination and be, being like the butt of a lot of jokes and stuff. But it's it's just it's one of those, you know, uh, uh, gems. I really love it there. Uh, but yeah, it's in 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 response to your question. Yeah, it's booming. There are millions of uh, people naming their their kids, uh, not only Eggly. Which is a great first name for a for a boy or a girl, uh, but Eggly Bagel Face, yes. Uh, for those of you who, don't, <laughs> and of course that's not true, but for those of you who don't know the bit, uh, it's on my first album. 
was my one of my older jokes is about um, uh, growing up in Portland and being bored with a bunch of kids and going through the phone book and uh, pranking the the two funniest names we found. Now, since it was it, it is Portland, Oregon, there's always some weirdness, and I'm sure you know more more than those two uh, put in you know fake names uh, for the for the white pages. But you know the first the the in second place the the red ribbon was someone named uh, Skeletor P Funk. That was the guy's name. First name was Skeletor. Now, for those of you uh, who uh, are are not fans of He-Man, you've never heard that name because Skeletor is not a name that anyone has. It is a made-up name uh, for the villain of He-Man, a cartoon muscle guy inspired by Tom of Finland. Um, I still laugh about how I used to play with, uh, I used to love He-Man action figures when I was a little kid, but I was basically playing with uh, homoerotic bodybuilders as a kid. But uh, so, yeah, Skeletor P. Funk. But then we're like, all right, we're going to call him. And we did call him. We asked him um, if he thinks he'll ever get into Castle Grayskull. Um, Why is uh, Beast Man have such a long head? Does he ever talk to man E faces? Uh, You know, just anything. uh, You know, he, you know, why why do you have some muscular body and a skull for a head? Like not a skinny head, but a skull. Uh, And then we found uh, Eggly. As, as uh, Taylor said, we found a guy named Eggly Bagelface. From what I remember, from what I remember, and it, understand the memory is sort of butchered. Uh, I've talked to one, at least one of the guys that was there, and um, just via, you know, uh, uh, Facebook or something years ago. And I think he, he was just like, I, I know it was Egg something. And I was like, I swear to God, I thought it was Eggly Bagelface. It was like it looked maybe it would look like that. It's like one of those things. I'm not sure if I can trust my memory, but trust me, I did not go. Oh, let me lie and say I found this name. I really believe I found that name, and I I googled it uh, when I started doing the joke, and I found something that said he went to uh, there was someone with that name who went to MIT. But I think maybe they heard my joke and they made up that file or whatever, put it online. But anyway, yes, uh, that was the story of of that, and I, that was I got to tell. That story on the couch at Letterman, like I did my uh, my six minutes on uh, my family and uh, owls and the evil of owls. And then uh, David Letterman had me over to the couch and I told the story of Skeletor P. Funk and Eggly Bagelface. And I remember him clapping and laughing and being so happy. And I, I don't know. I don't know if I'll. I'll ever top that my entire life because I grew up watching Letterman and loving how weird he is and and everything and that's that was one of those moments that just like I I've, I've yet to top and I don't know if I ever want to is you know I I'd, I'd only been um you know I've been doing stand up a while by that point but I didn't you know I that that was like God I was is Ed Sullivan Theater where the Beatles played it's like holy shit um. But uh, back to you, Taylor. I, you know, I didn't. Uh, I haven't seen the list of the names, but you know, it really hasn't blown up. I mean, look, maybe if I would have gotten, you know, Dame Cook in two thousand one type fame or two thousand two, whenever he blew blew up. Maybe it was three or four. He was biggest, or maybe five. Anyway, he, when he was playing stadiums, maybe that. Maybe then, you know, I, that people would start naming their kids that and start getting little eggly bagel face tattoos. 
Um, I don't know what that would be, an egg with a bagel for her face, who has a, a body and legs. I don't know. Something I could see that, but but no. To answer, an, answer your probably facetious question, but appreciated question, no. Uh, no one has, has named uh, uh, their kid that. Uh, it, it's... Oh, you know, it's it's funny. I when I was mentioning Dane, I almost said, uh, you know, I almost said Louis. I said Louis C.K. status, and it's 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 just a weird time to now go about about that guy when he went from being this the the most you know undeniably big stand up to a pariah, um, and and it's it's interesting. I didn't want to get too much into. All of that. I know I talked about Harvey Weinstein before, and um, you know the thing. The thing about Louis uh, is is that I didn't I didn't know him that well. He was always very nice to me, which with your uh, creepo dudes, like most a lot of creepo dudes, will never find out. And but like uh, I, I knew I knew he I knew he was a a bit of a creep when he was younger, and I knew that the Dana and Julia story that broke. Sad to say, I I knew about that, but not to the extent of what it was. Dana and Julia are both really good friends of mine. I rarely see them, but uh, they were ba- they were part of the old Chicago crew that I started out with in Chicago. They were more in the world of of stand up, or excuse me, in, in the world of of sketch and improv. Um, but they were they were like they were like this power duo that I knew from from doing and 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 they were both Dana especially were just these like fearless uh performers that were often very very sexual uh i remember anytime i'd see dana as just as a joke and she dated she dated one of my one of my oldest friends back in chicago for a while uh and anytime she would see me she wouldn't say hi she'd go horny like that was her joke uh julia too it was almost this this kind of lampooning sexuality itself and it was brilliant and they they did these they did a series of shows in Chicago, um, and I I, I kind of mi- I miss those days where we would have sketch shows um, that were uh, you know quote unquote dirty or whatever, but that weren't you know I, I feel like it it got real lazy and and I've known so many female impro- improvisers and and sketch performers who would just drop out of shows like that because it's just like oh yeah I just. What I just perform air blowjobs or pretend I'm getting fucked. It sucks, kind of thing. But like Dana and Julius thing would just. There was always a point. There was always you know, and they were they were they were in control of it. So it was it was it was great. It was like you know you didn't feel it wasn't there to titillate. Is I guess my point. So they went to Aspen. They did that show, their their show, and which always killed. And I know they got a lot of work with Adam Sandler and his production company from there. Um, Dana was in the second, um, Deuce Bigelow movie and, and, you know, they, they got a bunch of projects produced through that. So, you know, and this is back in when you could do a festival like that and your, your shit could just blow up just from, you know, people really, uh, digging your, your stuff where they, you could get a deal out of it. So long story long, I knew that Louis had like exposed himself to them. But what I didn't know was that he invited them to his room to kind of, you know, to to, to be like, oh, there's, there's a party or whatever the fuck he said, or, or let's talk, you know, business or whatever. And then he like I my 
my, you know, through the grapevine, my thing was I thought that he like saw their show and were and and was like, oh, they're so sexual, I love it, and must and like he got blackout drunk and just came up to them with his dick out as a joke or something. And that's not an excuse. That's disgusting, even if he did that. And that definitely colored how I thought of him from then on. But it was one of those stories that was so old, you wonder, you know, because I never heard about it from them, but I, I just heard about it through the grapevine. But, like, learning the details now of him, like, full-on jacking off in front of that, like, buddy, you know, and then other people came forward and all that stuff. So, look, uh, I, I'm just, it's, I'm just talking about it because people are talking about it and it's, and it's, it's affecting like, you know, the, the comedy community and, and, you know, what, let me say in a good way, uh, because there's a lot of creeps that are getting outed and Aparna Nancherla made an amazing, uh, tweet that was like, um, amazing. All these guys who are, you know, scared of, of being of, 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 of the effect on, on them or whatever. It's as if you like, as a sexual predator, you're the last one to know. Like she's so fucking brilliant on Twitter. She just, you can just take a news story and hand it to her and she will tweet like the exact perfect and hilarious viewpoint. Um, but yeah, look, it's, it's, it's sad and it's gross and I hope he gets help. But I, I think the important thing is just making sure that, you know, the victims get hurt and, and they get, and they get, uh, you know, closure or or, or whatnot. I don't say I don't know exactly what to say about it, but I just I thought because I had a little bit of insight, I would talk about it. I don't, I don't want to use this as like a let me let me say what my feelings are about sexual harassment and and uh, and assault. It's like my feelings are they fucking suck. And um, you know, I think it's 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 a really interesting, really positive time now where a lot of these guys are getting outed so there you go um on that note uh let's take the next caller hey matt i'm a big fan of your stand up and so glad to have uh heard of this podcast today though um sorry if it's uh hard to hear me i'm in a hospital uh at the moment got an oxygen hose and eating tube and stuff going on like hopefully you not uh, overwhelming this little microphone. Um, like I said, I'm really happy to murder your, your uh, podcast recently because it allowed me to download uh, 20 or so episodes that really helped uh, get me through what was supposed to be a three-day surgery uh, that is now on uh, day eight with no clear release. Um, thank you for, for helping with keeping the spirits up here. Um, and uh, um, uh, what, I'd, what I'd like to ask is if you've, uh, I'm sorry, uh, this about half speed of a normal person. I'm not normal. Sorry to use that word. But, uh, uh, I'm on pain meds, of course, given the whole situation. But uh, uh, what, I, what I wanted to ask, uh, if you've been in a similar situation uh, with, you know, a long uh, recovery period, 
or just have any advice as to what uh, you would do if you found yourself in that situation. Uh, once I'm out of the hospital, um, <clears throat> maybe three up to three months before I'm cleared for hard work. I'm cleared for work. I do um, construction, so it adds a uh, couple couple of weeks um, to uh, to whatever uh, when when they might let me go. Uh, back to work. So I, I do have some disability checks lined up. And, uh, that's, uh, they're, they're barely covering rent, but then I have things lined up, like things to sell around the house that, uh, we don't need and I can, uh, uh help cover some bills there. And I think, uh, everything should be okay there. My, my, what I'm more interested in is, you know, if you have these amounts of time where A, uh, just got cut off, understandably, machines probably wondering why I was talking for so long. Um, I'll finish up my question real quick and maybe I'll call in later on this. Um, you have to edit it together five minutes of mumbling. Um, you know, if you had this, long amount of time where you could do some uh, mildly mentally strenuous stuff you know given given knowing I'm going to be on pain meds and stuff it might make it a little hard at times but there will be times when I feel an urge to do something what you did if you were in this situation or what you might do if hopefully you don't find yourself in this situation if it happens, what what you think you might might get up to? Again, I just appreciate you making me chuckle at uh, shows at home and and now even inside ICU at hospitals. So thank you much, Matt. Take care and uh, congratulations on on your income on uh, upcoming wedding. Hey, thanks for calling, man. Um, for those of you wondering what he was talking about when he said. Um uh, it's me again, uh, Andrew, our, uh, f- uh, faithful producer. He edited together the, the two calls because he, the gentleman got um, got cut off and he called back, and I'm glad he did. Um, man, that's 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 rough. First off, let me say thank you for um, allowing me to entertain. It, it really it really means a lot. I mean, that, that is, you know, why 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 it's why it's done. Why it's you know a thing that is a, a piece of art, and why it's you know in you know in demand you know, laughter is because it, you know, it, as I say, it takes the steam out. It lets you kind of forget about your troubles and everything. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I can't say that I have uh, been in that situation, man, where I've, uh, had to be bedridden for that length of time. And man, I'm so sorry. Three days of surgery and now it's stretched into eight. Um, God, and, and, and then you're going to be, you're gonna have a stretch when you're, when you're out of three months, but you know, I mean, I, I I think for first of all, um, don't don't let your brain drive yourself crazy. Make an effort to think to 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 um, try to expunge the negativity that that will inevitably come into your mind. Uh, the doubts, the worries, um, the regrets. The you know, as we all know, when you're left alone for a long time, 
uh, your brain tends to eat itself. For some reason, you kind of uh, attack yourself without even knowing uh, with like kind of depressing thoughts. But just, you know, there's a, there's a, the term count your blessings comes, you know, from a real place. Write down a list of things that you're happy about in your life and you're grateful for. Uh, and then, you know, tick off fun or funny things you've, 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 um, you've seen or remembered from movies, from friendship, from, you know, whatnot. Um, just, just try to always focus on the positive. I've been trying to do that a lot lately and it's, it's, it's done wonders where I've, I've been in moments where, uh, look, you know, this is a a weird, this is not an analogy, but I'll just give you an example of some moment where I was, I'm, I'm right now shooting this part on, um, on this kid's show and this guest role I'm doing. And, uh, a friend of mine is a really funny comedian. He's writing this show. And so they, you know, he, he wanted me to play this, this loser dad. And, um, for some reason I just nail it when it comes to loser dads, but <laughs> I'm, I'm on the show and I'm around these kids and in between takes, they will find whatever's around them and just fuck with them. Like they'll, if you, there's a, like an instrument around, this kid will just pick it up and start whacking it around and, you know, knocking little, little drumsticks together and just looking around like he's not doing anything. And it's just like, you want to be like, kid, fuck off, but you can't. You know, because he's doing whatever he's doing and everyone's, you know, it's not up to me to, you know, um, it's not like the kid is really doing anything that bad. They're just, kids are bundles of fidgeting. They just are. Uh, and I just said to myself, oh, you know what? It's cool. You know, it's it's nice to be working. And I just took a deep breath and just started thinking of, of more positive things. You know, um, when you said... Uh, we have things to to sell around the, around the house. And I'm I'm really sorry that you, you know this is going to be obviously a financial burden to you, but you don't seem you already seem like you have a positive attitude, and you did say we, so there's someone there with you, uh, which is which is you know a thing to be grateful for too. I, but overall, it's you know my my best advice to you because you're going to be there is to just you know try to try to get rid of the negative things and try to do the things that make you feel productive or entertained. Uh, You know, if you, you know, you can always, you know, pull up people's, you know, funny things on the internet. You can always uh, stream people's comedy albums. Um, And uh, and then, you know, crazy as it sounds, think about something you've always wanted to do creatively. It might be writing. It might be painting. uh, It might, you know, might be singing. Sing a song into 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 a recorder. Something like that to just pass the time. Because, you know, when you were talking, uh, there's a rapper, this is random, named Action Bronson, who, like, broke his leg really bad when he was a chef and was bedridden for a couple months and just started rapping. And now he has a rap career. Now, I'm not telling you to start rapping. I mean, that's completely random. But that's kind of the point. It's completely random. You have this time. And I'm not sitting here going, oh, you have this time. Use it. Like, you don't have to use it. If you just want to be like, fuck the world, I want to watch nothing but Marx Brothers movies, that's fine too. You know, I think the important thing is just you keep your mind healthy and you and you and you keep yourself um you know, out of out of the dark place. There's a reason people say, "Oh, that you know, we all have our demons." We do. But our our demons are ourselves and ourselves and and for some reason we've been taught to always, you know, feel ashamed on some level and 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 should you know, not embrace our happiness. Fuck that. Embrace your happiness. 
Uh, but thanks for calling in, man. Hang in there and, um, you know, uh, listen to some more comedy. <laughs> Hopefully it take it takes your mind off things. But, um, God, man, you, your, 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 your positive attitude, even through all the painkillers and, and everything is inspiring. So, um, uh, wow. I'm really impressed by you, man. Thanks again for calling. And this is me. This is, uh, I gotta, I gotta hop out now. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, my producer's holding up a sign that said, this says, fuck off. You've gone on too long. This Andrew. I no, no, he just gave me the thumbs up. Exactly the opposite of that. Uh, but, uh, thanks for picking me up guys. This is me. Bye. Bye.